Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back. Today's topic is all about healthy picnics and parties. I know 4th of July is right around the corner. We are officially in summer, which I think I've shared with you multiple times before. It's my absolute favorite time of year. I hate cold weather, like loathe. I hate being cold. I hate shivering. I I mean, snow's okay, but I just, I hate being cold more than anything else. And it seems like I'm always cold. So thankfully, when the summer months are here, we can be outside. I don't mind sweating. I don't mind heat. It actually recharges me and makes me feel great. So I know a lot of people will argue with me on that topic, but I am here to say that I love summer. And so what better time to talk about picnics and outdoor gatherings and grilling and parties than right now in this podcast. So today I want to give you five really practical tips on how to do picnics and parties well. Now, let me tell you this first. One of the biggest challenges that I see my clients have when it comes to sticking with their goals are things like parties and picnics because So many people have this whole all or nothing mentality. We have talked about this multiple times. This is nothing new. And so, you know, we're on our game. We're doing everything right. And then all of a sudden we think party or picnic or gathering and all bets are off. And, you know, more times than not, people won't even journal what they ate at a party. And it's usually the excuse is I don't remember what I ate because I think I ate everything or ooh, it was really bad and I'm too embarrassed to write down what I ate. And so typically when I'm looking at food journals, it will, you know, notes and notes and notes of what they ate. And then when we get to a day where they went to a picnic or a party, the journal simply just says party. And then either not good or an unhappy face or something to indicate we're not having a discussion about that. So Because so many people struggle with this, I figured let's do a podcast about it. Let's do a whole episode where we can talk about five practical tips that you can follow and still come out of that party feeling really good about yourself. All right. The reason why picnics and parties are so challenging, number one, is because there's so many things available, right? You don't just have three options like you do at dinner where it's like chicken, potato, and green bean. No, you have like six different protein options and 18 different casseroles. There's a lot of food and that means more food to eat. The other thing that I think is a reason why people struggle is there's really not a lot of vegetable options. So it's harder to eat healthy when the healthy food isn't there. You know, usually only one person brings a veggie tray. And if I'm invited to that party, it's usually me because a lot of people don't think dietitians know how to make desserts. 
And so I always get asked to bring a veggie tray because people feel funny asking me to bring something else, which that's okay. I'll bring it. I don't mind. Um, I remember I was talking to a client one time and she was going to a party and she was wondering what she should bring. She wanted to bring something healthy. And so I said to her, well, if you want something simple, you could just bring a veggie tray. And she's like, no, no, my friend's doing that. Plus, I'm sure, you know, there'll be other vegetables there. And so she opted to bring a fruit salad. Well, when I checked back with her after her party at her follow-up visit, I asked her, how did everything go? And she said, terrible. My friend who was supposed to bring the veggie tray didn't show up. And would you believe she was the only person that was asked to bring vegetables? So I literally had zero vegetables to choose from. And guys, sometimes that happens. So I always advise, if you're worried that there won't be healthy options for you to eat, make sure you are the one bringing the healthy option. Make sure you are bringing the veggie tray. Make sure you're bringing a side salad. Even if you were asked to bring potato salad, still bring a side salad too. Most people are not going to complain that you brought more food. They're more likely to complain if you bring less. So be the person that brings the healthy food. Guys, I just realized that's not even one of my tips. So you just got a bonus tip right there. All right, so let's go through these. And I'm just going to, you know, give a little bit of insight to each of them. Not going to go crazy, but um, I think they're worth talking and exploring so that you can, again, feel very successful walking out of that party. If you are a food journaler, a food journaler, then I want you to write down what you ate. I don't want you to just write picnic. I want you to actually own it. And in order to own it, you need to have confidence in it. So let's give you those confidence boosting tips right now. First and foremost, you've probably heard this before, but it goes without saying, please walk around the buffet table before you grab your plate. Okay, it is so important to know what all the options are going to be before you just start dumping things on your plate. Because guys, this is what's going to happen. You're going to start to put things on there that look good. And then you're going to find something that looks better. And people frown upon the fact if you decide to start scraping food off your plate because you found a better option further down the table, right? You're not going to scrape food off your plate. You're going to keep it. But you're also going to want the good stuff that you've discovered later down the table. And because who knows if it's going to be there by the time you, you know, if you decide you want to go back up for seconds, you end up starting to make mountains on your plate. Okay, we don't want to make mountains. We want to make sure that you have all the foods that you want to be there on your plate. And we want to enjoy them. Okay, so when you walk around the table first, you're able to start looking at your options. Oh, I like that. Oh, I want, oh, you know what? No, I don't want that. I want that. That's what I want to do. You guys know when you go out to eat, like even holiday gatherings, or if you go to a buffet at a restaurant, you know they put all the good stuff at the end, right? Like that's where they put all the expensive meats and the more expensive side dishes because they know by putting pasta in the very front of the line, most people are going to pick the pasta, which is what, 13 cents to make. 
And so everybody's going to fill up on all the cheap stuff. And then when it, by the time they get to the end of the line, all the good stuff, all the more expensive stuff, um, people aren't going to have room for. So then they start taking smaller portions. But if you play this right and you start to learn what is available, then you can make sure that you're, you know, bypassing the 13 cent pasta in favor for something that's actually going to fill you up and make you feel good and not feel guilty because you overate the pasta and you overate that food. Okay. So always take a walk around that table first. Guys, if you want, you can even take a walk around that dessert table before you start making any plans. And that is exactly what I do. I literally walk around the dessert table if there's one there and it's available because I start to make a game plan. Where's this going to go? Am I going to be a starch girl today? Am I going to, you know, maybe have a couple different starch options, side dishes? Or is there a dessert that I absolutely want to try and I need to make sure that I don't overdo it during the meal so that I can have dessert? All right, so something to think about. Tip number two is do not forget to organize your plate. Now, the good news is that if you're at a picnic or a party and they have um, paper plates or those red solo plates, a lot of times they'll have dividers built into them. All right, now ideally we want the large section of the plate, half the plate to be vegetables or vegetable based. We want a quarter of your plate to be your protein. So things like grilled chicken or a hamburger or fish or eggs or beans, that can go in that protein section. And then finally, that last section, that quarter of your plate can be your starches. So this is where your potato salad or macaroni salad goes. Anything that ends in the word roll, like casserole, <laughs> goes in that section. Um, bread. All right, so again, you're eating a hamburger. The hamburger part goes in the protein section. The roll goes into the carb section, the starch section, I should say. All right, so think about what do you want to put in each section. Again, this is why it's really helpful to walk around that table first to see what your options are so you can start planning what you're going to eat. This is also where it's helpful to bring something healthy. So that way, if you need to start swapping out or making substitutions, you know what your game plan is because you know what's there. It's really hard to eat well when there's no healthy foods available. Then it all comes down to portion. Okay? You can't always control what foods are going to be available at a party, but you can control how much you eat. And sometimes that can be challenging, especially if you're going into the party really hungry, which, you know, there's a bonus tip again. Try to eat beforehand, at least to take the edge off so you're not walking into the, into the party starving. That happens a lot too. Uh, if you feel comfortable, you can always ask the host what the plan is for the, for the meal or what they asked other people to bring. You can kind of approach it as, oh, you know, I don't want to bring something somebody else is already bringing. So do you, you know, have any idea what others are bringing or what did you ask others to bring? You know, I don't think that's offensive. You're just curious. 
you're not coming at it because you're judging what she asked people to bring. You're coming at it with a curiosity of how do I need to make this work so I too can be successful. If you're always thinking through the lens of what decision can I make right now that I can still feel really proud of myself tomorrow morning, you're going to be just fine. All right. So we still don't want to forget about organizing your plate. We still need vegetables. We still need our starches. We still need proteins. Um, But use the plate dividers to kind of help guide you in how much volume goes in each section. And obviously, if you want more than one starch or more than one protein, you may just want to cut down on your portion so both fit into each corresponding section. All right, so we've got walking around the table first. We got organizing your plate. Keep that on track. Still can enjoy whatever food you want, but now we have some, I don't know, boundaries on how much volume by using the the plate representation. All right, tip number three. Avoid anything store-bought. This can be a hard one depending on what party you're at. I think everyone has good intentions, right? Like, oh, I'm going to bring a dessert to this party and I'm going to make something and it's going to be amazing. And that's great until life settles in and you got to run this kid to practice and your boss asked you to work late. So you didn't go to the grocery store like you thought you were going to have time to do. You don't have time to make the food because you had to help your one kid with their homework the night before. Um... Or it's summer and, you know, your kid's coach added another game to the schedule that you weren't planning on. You know, there can be a whole lot of reasons why what we think we're able to accomplish doesn't get done. And I have been there myself, right? Oh, yeah, I'll make something for this and then completely run out of time and have to end up hitting a grocery store on the way to the party and... You know, I remember one time Jim signed up to bring cookies somewhere and I just, I did not have time to make cookies. And so we stopped at, I think it was giant to get a thing of cookies from the bakery and they were in like a plastic container. And as I was coming into the the car, he pulls out the ceramic plate that he brought and he's like, here, put all the cookies on the plate. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, let's at least make it look like they're homemade. I'm like, I'm pretty sure people can tell they're store-bought because every cookie literally looks like the other cookies. They're perfectly circular. There's no, you know, deformity in them or misshape in them. They all look like they came out of a, out of a grocery store bakery. He's like, well, at least it looks better. And of course, you can tell when something comes from a bakery and when something comes from a person's kitchen. All right. If you avoid anything store-bought, you'll probably eliminate half of your selections, which again, from the beginning, we talked about the reason why people struggle is because of so many options. So by taking away some of those options, now you're only left with a few selections. And let's be honest, homemade foods taste so much better, so much better. I am not in the business of taking favorite foods away from people. I mean, I don't want people to take my favorites away from me. So if we're going to do this in a way that we can do this for the rest of our lives, 
We're going to have to be able to enjoy some of our favorite foods from time to time. That's called being realistic. Doesn't mean we have to enjoy all the foods all the time in every situation, but we do need to enjoy some of the foods some of the times. And so homemade foods are an absolute must for me. Like if it's between homemade cookies and store-bought cookies, I'm choosing the homemade cookies every single time. You know, if your, your niece brings, you know, cookies that look like they were from the grocery store, easily pass. But if your great aunt brings the famous family recipe cookies to the party, yeah, I want you to enjoy them. Because that doesn't happen often, and it's okay. But don't load up on all the store-bought things that you could have any day of the week, any time of the year. So a lot of times we start to categorize foods based on only eating them one time of the year. And I'm not talking about seasonal produce right now. (laughs) I'm talking about holiday foods, right? We only eat pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, but yet... We are able to make a pumpkin pie any day of the year if we want to. All right. The store-bought stuff is not special. Let's not overwhelm our plates with lots of food that isn't special. Eating is meant to be an enjoyable experience. I want you to enjoy it. So let's make sure the right foods are on the plate so you can have an incredible experience the whole meal long. All right. So only eat homemade foods. Again, you'll cut out half your options, which is great because um, less options mean less food on your plate if you struggle with overeating. All right. Tip number four is only eat from a plate. So one of the things that people struggle with, and when I say people, I'm also including myself in this category, is we struggle with picking. When we're at a party, we pick. If we see other people picking and we're having a conversation with those people, we will also pick. And the reason being is because we're social creatures. We will mimic the habits of what is presented in front of us. So if you're having a conversation with a girlfriend or, you know, a friend, I don't know why I said girlfriend. Um, I think girls just pick more. Let's be honest. Girls will sit and hang out around the food tables. Guys will eat their plates and then they will, you know, go play games or go do something. Guys are really good about eating and then getting up and moving on. Where women, we just tend to sit and gravitate around the food and talk and pick. All right. So, you know, if you're talking to a friend and she's picking at the pretzel basket, it is only a matter of time before you pick at the pretzel basket too. We will mimic whatever action is done in front of us. It's what we do. It's it's in our DNA. We're social creatures. So when you see other people pick, you're more likely to pick. Or you might have it in your head that, oh, I'm just going to grab a couple. It's not a big deal. But if I were to ask you at the end of the night, you know, how many pretzel sticks did you have? I don't know, eight, 18, 80. First of all, you're not paying attention. When you're picking and you're socializing at the same time, you have zero clue how much you have consumed. 
But if you're eating from a plate, you are invested in the in the moment. You know exactly what was on your plate because you're looking down at it. You may be having a conversation with other people at your table, but you could probably tell somebody exactly what was on your plate and what quantities. Where if you're picking and you're just grabbing handfuls of things throughout the night or throughout the day, most likely you're not going to remember because you weren't concentrating, you weren't focused. If you are in the habit of grabbing pretzels or candy or tortilla chips or things like that, asking your host for a ceramic plate is probably one of the best tips I can give you. Because most people, if you're at a picnic or party, first of all, you're not using ceramic plates. You're using paper plates because nobody wants to clean up. All right. But if you have to ask your host for a ceramic plate, now all of a sudden that speaks intention. It means I'm going to bother my host when she's running around or he's running around trying to make sure everybody has what they need to stop and go get me a plate that that host is going to have to end up washing after everybody goes to bed. So if you're going to inconvenience the host by asking for a ceramic plate so you can put six pretzel sticks on it, chances are you're going to think twice. When you just grab things out of the basket and just kind of go to town and then moments later go back to the basket, a lot of damage can be done. But if you tell yourself that you can only eat off of a plate chances are you're going to be very selective in when you do that. I mean, it, let's be honest. If you're really hungry, you're starving, you, your stomach is giving you all sorts of hunger cues, you will have no problem asking your host for a plate to eat because there is a physical need that needs to be met. If you're not willing to ask your host for a ceramic plate for six pretzel sticks, then chances are you are not hungry you are just, you know, sometimes you're bored or not bored because you're not having fun, but you're just, you're idle because you're just sitting there talking. Um, or, you know, maybe you are bored, actually. I guess sometimes parties can be boring, depending on who you're with. Um, but yeah, most likely you're not hungry for six pretzel sticks. That's not a true physical hunger. That's just more of the food's in front of me, so I'm going to eat it. So think about before you eat anything, first of all, it's got to be on a plate. And when it comes to the snacking, would you ask your host for a ceramic plate for that food? You know, that handful of gummy bears, that, you know, tortilla chip with crab dip or whatever it is that you're eating. If you are just picking and kind of grazing all day long, chances are you're not that hungry. You're just doing it because the food's in front of you. So that's one of my favorite tips. Only eat from a plate. And then finally, your last tip is alternate your beverages with water. So this can work whether we're talking about alcoholic beverages or even sweetened beverages like lemonade or iced tea or fruit punch or soda. Um, obviously, if we're outside and the weather's nice and warm, we need to be hydrating so always drinking plenty of water is a good idea anyway. But alternating your beverages with water, um, just a great idea to make sure you're not taking in too much sugar 
or too much alcohol, which can then give you headaches or not make you feel well later, have a hangover the next day. Drinking water in between each beverage will keep you properly hydrated, but it's also going to slow you down. So when I have conversations with clients about alcohol, you know, especially the ones that enjoy drinking a beverage at a party or a social gathering, if I were to tell them that they can only have one drink or two drinks, they're going to feel really restricted and chances are they're not going to do anything I say because in their head, the story they're telling themselves is I'm not going to have a good time because I can only have one drink. Or say it's somebody who wants to lose weight and they're telling themselves, I can only have one drink the whole time I'm here. Meanwhile, all of their friends or family members are having multiple drinks, which then turns into the internal conversation. I'm the only one that can't do this. This isn't fun. I always have to make all the sacrifices. And eventually somebody will say, just, you can do your diet tomorrow or just have fun tonight. You can work on it another day. And that's all they need to hear before they just start joining in. And then they're not, you know, in alignment with their goals. So I never, ever tell people they can only have a set amount of drinks, whether it's a set amount of drinks of soda or, like I said, lemonade or even alcoholic beverages. But I do tell them they need to have 20 ounces of water in between each beverage. So you can drink as much as you want, but you just have to have 20 ounces of water in between each drink. I remember I had a client one time. He used to drink a ton of margaritas, like a ton And I remember when he came to my office, his wife brought him in. I don't think he really wanted to be there, but he came to appease his wife. And he sat down, and the first thing he said to me is, he said, Adrian, if you take away my margaritas, I'm not coming back. So figure out what you're going to do with that. I said, all right, I don't care about your margaritas. You can have as many as you want. You just got to drink 20 ounces of water in between each one. And he looked at me. He was like, yeah, I can do that. All right, sounds good. And so he comes back in for his follow-up appointment. He sits down, looks at me. Yeah, I see what you did there. You know, instead of having my normal, I don't know what it was, honestly, 12 margaritas. He's like, I only had seven. I was like, that's awesome. He's like, I was peeing the whole night, thanks to you, but I only had seven. I was like, that's awesome. That's progress right there. Now, if I would have told him at his previous appointment that he can only have, you know, three drinks, he would have laughed in my face and he would have never done it. So I want you to think of this nutrition thing. It's kind of like a dial. We don't necessarily have to do one or the other. It's not black or white. A lot of times all we need to do is turn back the dial so that we can, you know, wake up on Monday morning and say... I still feel pretty good about myself. I'm right. I'm still right in it. I wasn't perfect, but I'm still in the game. That's what we're looking for. All right, guys, let's give you your recipe. So again, summer barbecues, potlucks, we got to be thinking of temperature. So I told you, I need you to bring the healthy food. Today, we're going to do a corn, avocado, and tomato salad. And this is great because it doesn't have mayonnaise in it or any ingredients that need refrigeration. So again, if it's sitting out, it's going to be perfectly fine. 
Uh, for this recipe, you're going to need two cups of corn. It can either be fresh corn or frozen. Uh, one to two avocados cut into cubes. One pint of cherry or grape tomatoes cut in half. A half a cup of finely diced red onion. And then we're going to give you the dressing ingredients. Two tablespoons of olive oil. A half a teaspoon of grated lime zest. One tablespoon of fresh lime juice. One quarter cup of chopped cilantro. A quarter teaspoon of salt. And a quarter teaspoon of pepper. Alright, so all you're going to do is combine the corn, avocado, tomato, and onion in a large bowl. And if you want to grill the corn first to give it a smoky flavor, I think that's awesome. You can also, you know, just cook the corn. Or actually, if it's fresh corn, obviously you're going to have to cook it. But frozen corn works great here too because all you need to do is thaw it. So whatever's easiest for you. Um, and then we're going to mix together our dressing ingredients, the olive oil, lime zest, lime juice, cilantro, salt, and pepper in a separate bowl. We're going to whisk that all together and then pour it over the salad and then gently toss to mix it all together. I would, and if it was me, I'd probably chill the salad for an hour or two just to let those flavors blend. You know, some of these salads are always better day two when all the flavors start to marry together. Um, but if you get stuck for time, uh, you can just kind of throw the whole thing together and be on your way. But Honestly, this takes, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to pull together. My favorite recipes, I tell you this over and over, is the recipes you just dump everything in a bowl and you're on your way. So there you have it. There's your recipe. Those are your five summer barbecue healthy picnic tips. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.